and Ann. I love quotes. One of my favorite quotes is from St. Francis of Assisi as he met Brother Dominic on the road to a monastery in Umbria. Hi. It's so nice to be with all of you here today in the Cineplex. Big hello to everybody watching online, on Facebook and YouTube. So glad that you could join us uh, as well. You know, one of the things my wife and I, Anne, have been doing since the start of this pandemic is, is playing Uno. And for those of you don't, who don't know, Uno is a, is a card game where the point is to be the first player to get rid of all your cards. And since March, we've played over a hundred rounds, and each round is determined by the first player to get to 100 points. And we are tied currently. I was leading up until last night, but now we are tied. So when we first started playing, it was a bit clunky trying to remember all the rules and how do you even play with two people. But I begin to re but after playing so many games, I've begun to realize that, you know, and anticipate some of Anne's moves. You know, for example, the way that she organizes her cards, or the way that she holds them how much space is in between them, and even her facial expressions as she puts down the card into how confident she is. You know, this is kind of like the same with our relationship with God. When we start out, it might seem a little bit clunky and require a lot of effort, but over time, the more and more we spend time with God, the deeper we go with Him, and the more we grow and learn of His heart. Also, then we begin to recognize his voice and understand his will even clearer. You know, I love our, our pastors are great. They set my message up really good, so thank you. <laughs> you know, last week, James's message, he, he was talking about being connected to the source, which is Jesus. And also that our value is not found in the things that we do or the things that we have, but it's found in Jesus and who he says we are. You know, if there's anything that you want to take away from this message today, just remember that you are loved, you are accepted, you are adored, and there's nothing in this world that can ever change that. And when we accept Jesus into our hearts and follow his ways, it's kind of like what Stevie Wonder said, we are signed, sealed, and delivered to the Father and his heart burns with a deep desire and yearning for us that, that goes beyond anything that we can comprehend or think. I believe the real simplicity of the gospel is, is love. And the more we experience of God's love, the more we want to grow in our relationship with him and be transformed to be more like Jesus each day. You know, the key to become a better follower of Jesus is rooted in our relationship with God as we grow in intimacy with him. 
So if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to John chapter 15, verses 9 to 15. John chapter 15, verses 9 to 15. So if you're following with me online, um, I'm going to be reading out of the NLT version. So starting at verse 9, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Verse 12, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life, one's life for an, one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Verse 15, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. Looking at verse 15, God no longer calls us slaves, but he calls us friends. You know, the Greek word here for friends is philios, which it translates to beloved. Beloved is someone who is a dearly loved and personal in an intimate way. It's like a best friend who you can trust and you can be totally transparent with. You know, it's someone you can tell anything to without being judged or have any fear. You know, here in this scripture, God invites us into greater intimacy with him. And he no longer calls us slaves because slaves simply have to do what they're told and obey their masters. And they don't have a say in things or the freedom to choose. But God promotes us to a place where he bestows upon us a sense of dignity, worth, and he shares the secrets of his heart so that we can be transformed to be more like Jesus each day and bring change to the world around us. The 1965 musical, Man of La Mancha, is based on a 17th century novel, Don Quixote. You know, I love this story because it's such a great illustration of God's love for us and, he, and how he woos us into intimacy with him regardless of fear or barriers blocking the way. One of the main characters is Aldonza. Aldonza is a woman who's had many immoral relationships in her life and her result has lost her dignity and self-respect. She's overwhelmed with guilt and, un and feels unworthy and incapable of receiving love. Then one day, she meets this old knight named Don Quixote, who begins to woo her by infusing into her a sense of dignity, worth, and purpose. He pursues her unlike any other person in purity and honor. He even, you know, despite doing so, all his efforts have, have failed in vain as she rejects him at every turn. Yet, he still, he still pursues her day after day after day. He calls her 
Dulcinea, which in Latin means my sweet little one. And he also calls her my lady, a title she's never been called before, and by doing so, lavishes her with a sense of royalty and worth. One day he calls out to her, Dulcinea, my lady. And despite all his advances, Aldonza is still unable to receive love and she tears into him to see her as she really is. Someone who's not worthy to be loved and certainly not the lady of his dreams. You know, over the years, she's learned to live a life of harsh reality and has survived by taking abuse and fighting back. She's hardened her heart and built up walls around herself to, to protect from, me, from being hurt even more. But yet again and again and again, Don Quixote returns. He's still wooing her with dignity, purpose, and worth. He pushes past her hurts and fears as he sees what is true, good, and beautiful. Slowly over time, she begins to see herself reflected in the eyes of this old knight. And she begins to remember her worth isn't dictated by her sin. In a musical version, a powerful moment comes when Aldonza leaves the stage and she walks down to the front row to the audience and she declares, from this day forward, I am no longer Aldonza. I am Dulcinea. Now she's able to see for herself as her true self. You know, what a great example of Don Quixote who's portrayed as a representation of Jesus, where over time he gently draws us out of our shame and unworthiness with his unconditional love so that she may be able to see for herself who she really is and receive his love. You know, this opens the door for, for us to grow in greater intimacy and freedom, unhindered from our shame and past guilt. You know, over, over the years and through many different seasons, I've begun to recognize that my own growth and my maturity as a follower of Jesus was based on my relationship with God and my intimacy with Him. You know, often we don't have control over the things in our lives, you know, some, and we have to navigate through seasons of change, of loss, grief, death, and even sadness. But for me, the anchor which keeps me unwavering and secure amidst the storms of life is my intimacy with Him. You know, those rocky seasons come, and I always go back to the Word of God. And I also go back to the words, the prophetic words that has been spoken over my life. I have them recorded on my phone, and I listen to them over and over again because they, they help me align my focus, not on the problem or the issue at hand, but to, to trust and to lean on the one who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. In 2011, I made a list of 100 dreams that I like to do. Some of them were places I like to go. Some of them were things that I like to do. 
But at the very top of that list was to be the greatest husband to my future wife. Little did I know I would meet her six years later. Thank you. When I first started dating Anne, I, I began to notice that she had built up a few walls around her heart because of some fears in her life. And in this case, fear is really false evidence appearing real. The fears were from her experiencing pain in her past relationships, which had taken root and began to influence some of her thoughts. They really held her back from opening up and, and growing deeper in our relationship. And she had a difficult time fully trusting and being vulnerable, but God knew. You know, the Holy Spirit reminded me that perfect love casts out all fear, as we can read in 1 John. And I wanted this little sweet bird to be able to fly free from the cage that she had built up around her life. So I made it my goal to shower her unconditionally with love and gently woo her like how Don Quixote did. And eventually, the walls that she had built up around her heart began to, to crack open so that God could, could come in and, and start healing and restoring some of her heart so that she could receive the fullness of God's love for her and this old knight. So this is a portion of uh, my wedding vows to her, which I still remember. You know, I tell you these words aren't only words, but an attempt to convey my heart. I'm going to pursue you wild and fierce and with a passion that will bring the world to its knees. I'm going to remind you each day how beautiful you are because one look from your eyes always has and always will light every part of my being. So when, when we're old and have a lifetime of memories hidden beneath our wrinkles, I promise you, I'm going to trace every line on your radiant face so I could relive all those beautiful moments that we will share. Because I've been waiting my whole life to be making one of the most important decisions that I will ever make in marrying the only woman I'm going to be calling home. See, I believe God's design for us is to be in a close relationship with him, like how he would walk with Adam and Eve in the garden, or Moses on top of the mountain, David beside green pastures, even every single piece of the, of the, the tabernacle Every single piece of furniture is, is one step closer to the presence of God. You know, the, the, the key, I believe the key to becoming better followers of Jesus is to grow in intimacy with him. You know, sometimes we go about life and there are things which hinder us from growing in intimacy and actually create walls that block our relationship with God. And here are four ways. The first one is hurts. You know, often when we get hurt by other people, we tend to put up uh, a shield around our hearts to protect ourselves from getting hurt again in the future. Sometimes that manifests as a fear of vulnerability, where we don't let others get too close because we remember what it was like to get hurt previously. You know, that shield acts as a wall which we think is keeping us safe, but it actually keeps God away at arm's length. 
and it also hinders our relationships with other people. Another block to intimacy is discouragement. You know, sometimes things don't go the way that we plan, and it can create lies which beat up on us. Those lies are like fishing hooks that dig into our belief system and take us farther away from God. But, but let me tell you, there is a hope in a glorious king who is bigger and able to speak encouragement where there is none. A third block to intimacy is sin. Now, sin is a, is a real major uh, block in our relationship with God relationship with God because it takes us farther away and it drives us from him but as Paul writes in Romans we know that there's nothing in this world that can separate us from the love of God so confess repent and turn the other way and and let God give you a new perspective lastly another block to intimacy are distractions you know, distractions are often like little foxes that can, can, can steal our focus away from God. One of my favorite books of the whole Bible is Song of Songs. You know, have you read it? When I first read it, I thought, who spiked my Bible? It's hot stuff. You know, like, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. You know, my lover is like an apple tree who I delight to sit in the shade. So in chapter 3... It speaks of a Shulamite woman who searched all night long for the one who she loves. She, she, she looked throughout the city, the squares, the neighborhoods, the alleys. She didn't stop until she found the one who she, whom her heart loves. And finally, when she did find him, she brought him to the most intimate place that she knew. So I encourage you, to take time out of your busy schedule and spend time with God. Get to know him. Build a history with him. Tell him things on your heart. Be, be totally transparent. Tell him things which make you laugh, make you, that, that brings you joy throughout your day. Be like the wise in Matthew 25. Go buy oil, the oil of intimacy. I believe the best key to becoming better followers of Jesus is to grow deeper in our relationship with God. Carol Arnett taught me, intimacy is the key because lovers make better disciples of Jesus than slaves because lovers go farther and they do more than servants who simply have to obey what their masters tell them to do. So intimacy is really built on trust, friendship, acceptance, vulnerability, belonging. Another way to say intimacy is into me you see. The more we begin to let down our guard and allow God in, the more we can be transformed to be more like Jesus. You know, as followers of Jesus, we are called to go forth and make disciples. So a good place to start is to develop intimacy with God. Often it requires vulnerability on our part. And for us to step out of our comfort zone 
But just like Zacchaeus, it may take us out on a limb, but Jesus will always meet us at where we're at. So today, God is inviting us to come into a deeper relationship with him. And he's wooing us, all of us, just like Don Quixote, to encounter his unconditional love. The walls we put up to protect ourselves often restrict and block us from receiving more of that love. My spiritual father, John Arnott, told me that God loves me just the way I am, but he loves me too much to leave me the way I am. So friends, just like the song, we are no longer called to be slaves, but the beloved of God. We have been adopted by the fierce love of God as sons and daughters. And from that place of authority, worth, and intimacy, we can be transformed to be more like Jesus each day and transform the world around us, our community, our family, our friends, and beyond. So right now, let's just take some time and ask the Holy Spirit to, to bring to mind, to highlight any areas in our lives where there may be blocks, walls, which are holding us back, Maybe somebody hurt you and you built a wall around your heart to protect yourself. Maybe there was a time uh, where you were disappointed and you said, never again will I allow myself to get hurt like that. So just take a second, take a moment, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak. For everybody watching online, just you can do so as well in your living room or your office. Just ask the Holy Spirit to, to highlight, to bring back any, any, um, any instances where there are walls and blocks in your life. Let's ask God for forgiveness for hardening our hearts and building walls that have kept people and God out. So Father, we ask for forgiveness for not trusting you and building walls which have blocked us from receiving more of your love. Would you come and break down those walls so that we can receive your love and all that you want to pour out? You said in John 10.10 10, that Jesus came to give us life but not just life, but life abundantly. So Father, would you come and fill those broken areas in our lives and fill it with your loving goodness so that we can live in the fullness of your love. You, know, you knew us before we were born and you set us apart. You know every inch of our being 
and yet you still love us and you have called us your own. So Father, I ask that you come and you, re you reveal yourself in, a, in greater measure. Come and lavish your perfect love as, and help us grow in intimacy with you and be transformed to be better disciples and followers of Jesus so that we can transform the world around us and walk in the fullness of your love. You, know, you said you split the sea so that we can walk right through. All our fears are drowned in perfect love. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you've called us your own. Thank you that you've called us your, your sons and daughters. Thank you that you've bestowed upon us a sense of royalty and worth. You don't see us as the accumulation of our sin or, or, or shame. But when you see us, you see your little sweet one. You've called us your beloved and you have invited us to be your friends. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Uh, Sean, that was such a great job. Thank you for just bringing us into God's presence like that this morning and just reminding us of that absolutely important truth. From the time we met Sean and Anne, there's just such a wisdom that is over Sean's life. And so uh, I always enjoy sitting and chatting with them and just gleaning from the experiences that, that both of them have had. And so I'm glad we've all been able to glean from them this morning. Well... Have an absolutely amazing week this week. Lord, I pray that that intimacy that Sean has so wonderfully taught us on today will be something that we will walk in in greater depths day by day by day as we walk in our journey with you. And I pray that over each and every one of our lives, our marriages, and our families. Amen. Wonderful. Well, just as we are, if, if there, first of all, if anyone needs prayer for anything we have to do it in a particular way not touching in this in this building um but elders are here there's other people here that can minister to you so please if you do need prayer then just come in and, and as you're exiting and are, are we I, i've forgotten the instructions are we exiting this way or are we exiting that way does anyone know that way okay I, yeah okay whichever way they tell you to exit i'm sorry i don't remember how they're telling you to exit this morning the same, the same way you came in, wonderfully. So if, if you do want prayer for anything, just stand over here and people will, uh, will come to you. Uh, and otherwise, we will, depending on what happens, we will see you next week. And we'll, we'll, know when, we'll let you know as soon as you, we know what's uh, going to be going on. Uh, for those online, I've been hearing that there were some sound issues. We will work those out so they are better for next week. But thank you for being with us. And... Uh, Yes, just let the ushers let you know, which uh, when, when they let you know it's time your row can go, we can just leave in an orderly fashion, that would be great.
We got something we want to say. Sing with me, say. What about the mess in me? Say, he was born in a manger. But what if I'm unclean and make you new? 